Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everyone, this is uh, Turk182. And I'm Akomi. And welcome to a uh, kind of a special episode uh, of Our Moms Think We're Funny. You yeah, know, something a little bit different. Special episode of Our Moms Think We're Funny. <laughs> uh, so, this time around... On uh, today's episode of Our Moms Think We're Funny, Turk, I have cancer. <laughs> well, it's official. I have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we, um, we're, we're a little late in doing this, but, uh, I, I don't think it's, it's too late. Yeah. I don't think it's ever too late. Yeah. But, uh, so, so, uh, uh, and I decided that, Hey, let's kind of, um, we're going to sit down and rap with the young folk. No, uh, <laughs> but we decided, Hey, let's go ahead. And we've been doing our shows and our podcasts. And of course, you know, with our, our let's play, uh, you know, we've got a lot more let's play videos that we haven't actually posted yet. Yeah. Um, yeah tons. And, you know, and we, we kind of talk a lot more about who we are stuff on those, but for our podcast listeners, we haven't really kind of talked to people about who we are and uh, kind of just share a little bit of, you know, who we are and where we come from and, and kind of, um, and where we go. Yeah. We come from cotton eyed show. Yeah. Uh, God. anyway um say that blue thing i got from the court that would be exposing themselves and you don't want us exposing ourselves um so but basically kind of like like you know just say hey this is who we are because uh i think one of the main things that i kind of proposed that we do this was to kind of tell the the people that listen to uh to our podcast to kind of show them that we're not characters we yeah, don't yeah. play characters doing a podcast. Yeah, this is not a personality thing that we put on at all. Which I, it, it's great. Um, yeah, and I, I, I kind of, I don't uh, see what's okay. I don't have a problem with like dropping names of shows and people and things like that that we listen to because those are people that we listen to and things that I like. Yeah. And I don't tag any of those people in our posts. I'm not trying to get them to, you know, to listen to or, you know, repost or re- or tweet or whatever. But I do kind of feel bad. Like, I'm almost like I'm, you know, like piggybacking off these other people. But then if you don't uh, listen to them, right, then you really don't. It doesn't really matter. But right. <laughs> uh, when I uh, when I listen to uh, uh, Daniel O'Brien, who used to be with uh, Cracked and now does a bunch of other things. He was talking um, with one of his fellow crack guys, uh, Michael Swain, and they were talking. He was like, you know, the show that you used to do on Cracked where you did the obsessive uh, pop culture disorder. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, that was a character that he played that wasn't really him. Right. It had some some characteristics of him, but it wasn't him. It was a character that he played. Right, yeah. Um, when you watch uh, uh, Massacre, right? So... The angry video game nerd is a character that he plays. Right. You yeah. see more of who he is when he's doing like, his movie rental reviews and when he's doing the movie massacre stuff. Yeah, he's he's a really chill person. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the game grumps. Like, you know, Aaron portrays himself uh, in the game grumps as being a very angry, spastic, bombastic person, but he's really chilled in real life. So, uh, but with us, you know, we will kind of play off each other, but 
you know, we don't play characters. This is who we are. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so we just kind of wanted to just kind of kind of touch uh, base with people and be like, hey, let's just kind of let you know who where we come from. Because one of the things I think it really kind of prompted this is when we're when we're doing our you know our recording, we constantly <laughs> constantly drop references and quotes to you know movies, TV shows that in oh, damn Turkey, we're making a German spectacle of yourself. <laughs> No, thank you. Fifteen is my limit on Schnitzengruben. Um, so, uh, but the thing is, that's really how we talk. Oh yeah, in everyday life. Now, the only difference is um, through some personal things that uh, I went through, and this is a choice that I made at work. I am a very different person. Yeah, yeah. And I am a very subdued person, and I don't let my real personality like come through it i'll let pieces of it out right but i don't let it come through because again it's a personal thing but i you know um well, yeah and i'm i'm really the same way like uh around people i'm not comfortable with i don't cuss yeah and i think some of the people i work with probably think that i'm you know not a saint but that i'm like a prude right um because I, you know, I keep all that hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. that was, that again, it's a personal thing. So I'm not going to say that this is, you know, that this is because, oh, well, I have this and that. But I felt that for my last job, which I had some problems with, you know, leading up to, to when I when I left and when I quit. Right. Um, I did feel like I, that I was the familiar familiarity that I created with people mm-hmm. did allow made me like kind of drop my guard some and I don't like that yeah I can I can see that and so I made it a point that when I when I started working at this new place that I was like I'm not going to do that I'm not gonna let my guard drop and I'm not gonna let them see the real me um again it's just, just a personal thing it's not because it's not it, it was just something I decided like I felt this way about my last interaction, mm-hmm. and I don't want to let that happen again. Right, right. And it's not may not be the actual truth of the situation, but that's kind of how I felt, and that was a decision I made because of it. So, um, but but outside of that, who I am is who I am, and this is really how we talk. And uh, Comey and I have actually talked about making a list of of like here's all the things that we reference. Yeah, and. And we've had conversations where I've said, you know what, I I kind of feel a certain way about about when we're our, our podcast and our jokes and our references because it does feel like we're using other people's jokes to elicit <laughs>, laughs from our listeners, and that's not the case. It's 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 really it's really how we communicate with each other with other people, you know. This is how I talk. Ain't you seen my movies? You know, it's but this is this is really how he and I converse and this is how I converse with other people. Yeah. Um, you know, we just toss out pop culture references and I've said it before, it's for that it's it's almost like a meme. The idea of a meme is that you have this goddamn right. sorry. <laughs> we're, we're watching a uh, we're watching a movie uh, a full moon um you know, was it full moon entertainment? Uh, the people that did like subspecies and uh Puppet Master and that kind of stuff. 
we're watching one of their movies. And uh, well, of course, whenever we're doing a podcast, we're always watching a movie just in the background. There's always a movie going on in the background. <laughs> did you um, see that camera cut? To, I did. To yeah, show her was, vampire things. That was, that was bad. <laughs> this is a treat. We should have done a let's watch of this. Yeah. Well, since we're not actually listening to it, I think we still can. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. That's true. We should. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, but it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's, a meme type thing where the idea behind the meme is I want to convey, you know, a sentiment. I want to give a message, but I don't want to use a lot of, I want to be able to instantly tell you what's going on. Right. And so I'm going to use this, this meme, which you see, you automatically identify with the situation. Now I just need to toss my words in there. Yeah. You know, and you know, whether it's Willy Wonka, you know, fry, you know, shut up and take my money, whatever (laughs) it is, when you see that, you automatically know the situation. So I just need to just put my words into it and Mm -hmm. you get it without me having to use like a big, huge paragraph. Right. Yeah. And with our pop culture references, the way I talk, it, I'm conveying, you know, you know, an entire, you know, paragraph or two in just a couple of, you know, quotes from things. Yeah, and, yeah. It's like a picture's worth a thousand words right. in that sense. In this case, you know, uh, our pop culture, our pop culture references are kind of the same thing. Yeah. Well, uh, with uh, with Wallcrawler, Wallcrawler and I are huge Simpsons fans. Primarily old Simpsons, so anything from like I say, 2013 and back. Right. right. And I'm, now I'm just drawing 2013 as a line. You know, some people say that Simpsons lost its its way with the. Uh, the Armin Tanzerian episode with Principal Skinner. And then others, you know, will say, well, it came later. For me, I think it came a little bit later. Um, it still had some some life in it after Conan O'Brien left. Um, but then along the way, it did just... There was a noticeable drop when I'm like, hey, this isn't funny. And when you can't make a Halloween episode funny, yeah, you know, your, your shit's gone. Yeah, jeez. But, um, but he and I, uh, Wallcrawler and I will, will often... I can just... Text him a line of dialogue from The Simpsons, and he will immediately pick it up because we know it that well. <laughs> and that's like I say, that's how we communicate. And you and I are the same way with different things. You know, where we'll you know, you know, we'll see something we know something very well, and we'll immediately just kind of fire it off. Right, right. I mean, I'm a guy that will sometimes quote entire lines of dialogue from movies. When I'm home alone, you know, just walking through the house, or I'm, you know, making some coffee, yep. and and I'll in I do that while I'm driving. I'll uh, I'll just like run through um, dialogues and videos and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, I'll be driving to work, and and you know, like there's nothing good on the radio, and next <laughs> thing I know, I'm like, uh, you know, man, we should have shotguns for this kind of deal. You know, <laughs> how many up there? Three or four. That kind of our guy? Not sure. So you mean it could be up to five guys up there? It's possible. <laughs> we should have fucking shotgun. I mean, that and and I will and this is me being kind, right? Because normally I will start off with, so tell me again about the hash bars. Hey, what you right. want to know? Hash is legal there, right? And then I will run all the way up through, you know. It, you know, it's like, oh, I shot Marvin in the face. What the fuck you do that for, man? I didn't mean to shoot some bitch. The gun was one off. You must have hit that bump. Like, Look, the car didn't hit no motherfucking bump. And I, right. and actually, I even go through that to, you know, knock it off, Julie. 
You don't have to tell me to get my coffees, all right? All right. I'm the one that buys. I know how good it is. When Bonnie goes shopping, she buys shit. I buy the gourmet expensive stuff. So when I drink it, I want to taste it. What's on my mind right now ain't the coffee in my kitchen. It's a dead ninja in my garage. You know, I will go from tell me again about the hash bars all the way through, and actually, right. I will. I you know I will go all the way through. You know, you know it's like, you know, are we cool? You like like it never happened. It's like I'm taking my lady to breakfast. And I give you guys a ride somewhere where you live, Redondo, Inglewood. It's your future. I see a cab ride. Move out of the sticks, gentlemen. You know, I did so. Love that. Again, this is just who I am. Yeah, yeah. And these are not things that we're trying to, you know, that we're just banking off of other people's jokes. It's just this is how we normally communicate yeah, with one yeah. another. It's um, the same thing. Like I, I really do just like reference Christian stuff all the time. Outside of the show and in real life, that's just, I mean, that that's an integral part of who I am. It's just like internet drama and the lolicals, and I, I'm enthralled by that culture. So that's, um, I, so one, I kind of talk about that and talk about us. So, yeah. Um, as you guys are listening, probably know that, you know, I'm a huge movie fan. Huge, huge movie fan. I love movies. I'm, and now, I'm not on the same level as Martin Scorsese when it comes to movies, uh, which I think we were going to kind of talk about Martin Scorsese and and Marvel movies because of his comments that he made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be and and I'm not I'm I'm going to tell you right now before we even get into that because that's a separate podcast. I'm not going to jump down Martin Scorsese's throat about what he likes and what he doesn't like and how he feels because what he's Martin Scorsese, right? And again, he as much as we don't like it when people don't uh, don't agree with our opinions on things he is entitled to his opinion yeah and and i think it's not that we don't that we don't like when people don't agree with us but we want to kind of explain to them you know why we like it because when someone says i don't like that it's right. almost like they're saying you're an idiot because you do right and and, and of course that's not what marty's saying um, I, I say Marty because he and I are you know, really good friends. Um, <laughs> Marty Martin Scorsese, he's my friend. <laughs> but uh, but I, that's not what he's saying. But it's like you want to convince, like, hey, well, you know, there, there there's some good points to this. I don't just watch just anything. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I mean, we, it's it's kind of that same thing we've talked about with like this is why you get like fan bases that are so vehemently defensive of things, and you like <laughs> don't don't badmouth Kingdom Hearts, don't badmouth Sonic the Hedgehog because. People get very, like, I guess, zealous in defending it. Yes. Okay, don't say shit about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> no matter how fucking racist it is. Don't say anything about Dragon Ball Z. Um, well, let's ask Wally if he thinks it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, you know, I, I love movies. Yeah, and there's some movies, obviously, I watch over and over again. There's some movies I know by a heart. Uh, again, I'm not on the Martin Scorsese level because Martin Scorsese has watched a shit ton of movies. Yeah. He he is in what I would call a true cinephile. Um, and again, I will talk more about that in that particular uh, you know podcast when we kind of talk about him. But he is a true cinephile. Um, but I, I do love my movies, and I'm also a huge collector. At one time, one of my exes said that I was, I collected collections. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay, I can kind of see 
Um, I am particular in what I in what I collect, but hey, I, I I have a collection of different things from my movies to my comic books to my statues. I one time I used to collect playing cards, I used to collect Monopoly games, and with both of those I had to stop because those were never ending things. Right, you know? right, yeah. Um, There's got to be some kind of an end in sight. That was the movie. Yeah, that was sorry, the movie. Yes. Sorry. Like nothing happened in that movie. We need to do a let's watch of that. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, you know, I yeah, I like all that stuff. And um I I love I love comic books. I've been reading comic books for the longest time. Uh I became a big reader because of comic books. Yeah, yeah, same, and, same. Uh, it comic books really got, got me just started in reading novels as a whole and then from there, but I never lost my love of comics. I will defend comics, you know, for, you know, I don't know, till the cows come home. Mm-hmm. Um that reminds me of, like, Jeff Smith had it out with a school teacher one time. Um, for the, for those who don't know, uh, Jeff Smith, the creator of the Bone graphic novel, um, he, he, like, it was some kind of thing Scholastic was doing. It was, like, some kind of book fair thing, and this teacher made reference to, like, oh, you know, comics are a good entry point for kids getting into real literature. And Jeff Smith just, like, got into a huge argument with this lady. <laughs> he was, like, he was, like, literature is literature. Like if your kid's gonna read Bone, then I promise you they'll read Harry Potter. Yeah, I I think it's funny that they don't bring it up a lot, but you take a movie like right now, the Joker's really big. You know, we yeah, keep talking about yeah. Joker, 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 and it's like you know, here's a comic book movie that's not really a comic book movie because it doesn't have this and that or whatever. And I always go back to yeah, so you know, let's talk about all these comic book movies that are out there that you didn't know came from comics, right? <laughs> That you've watched and loved, and yeah, you know, I'll take something like *Road to Perdition* with Tom Hanks. That came from a comic book. Really? That's adapted from a comic book. <laughs> *History of Violence* with Viggo Mortensen. That's adapted from a comic book. That's crazy. So there that. are a lot more movies that are adapted from comic books that are technically comic book movies that don't involve superheroes. So comics is a much bigger genre than what you think it is. Winona Earp, that sci-fi TV series. That's from a comic book. I have the first issue of it. Didn't like the series at all. I thought it was garbage. This is my personal opinion. But that is from... Oh, my God. This guy's name is Cooter Brown. Cooter Brown. Oh, he, my God. And, and he... The he Honey Wagon. The honey Wagon? I said Honey Wagon. It's not, that's not even like a character name. That's like one of the crew things. Honey Wagon. <laughs> Somebody get the Honey Wagon out here. Yeah. It's me. I'm Cooter Brown. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, so yeah, there's a lot more to comics than just holy shit, Royal Crown Bottling Company. You know <laughs> that you're making a low budget movie when <laughs> when you get sponsored by Royal Crown. RC Cola is your sponsor. You don't get much low brown, like a low budget than that. Wow. Cooter, put down that moon pie and that RC Cola. <laughs> we need the honey wagon in here, Cooter. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Honey, get mama's pride board. So, <laughs> y'all quit it. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so, you know, comic books are more than just what you see, or what more than what people want you to believe that they are. Right. Uh, right. And I'll, I'll defend it. And there's there are some comics that are less than great. Oh, it's only fifty two minutes. It's not even a real me. Can you even have a movie that's less than an hour long? They just did. Oh, jeez. They okay. uh, got naked a couple times, and that was about it, really. Yeah, oh, man. They yeah. ran in slow motion a lot. Yeah. I think if you remove all the slow motion, then it becomes like a 45-minute film. Probably. Um, uh, so, 
but that that is um, that's that's a part of who I am. Yeah, and yeah. and I reference you know comic books. I reference movies. You and I both are, are big music fans too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will reference music and you know, things that we like. We will reference and said this is just kind of who we are. And we, I think almost everybody um, that I know, kind of that I associate with, talks in this manner where this is just because it, it's an instant way of communicating without really having to go into any kind of big explanation. I can just kind of get my point across real quick. Yeah. I can get the quick laugh from it and right. then move on. It's it, it. We've talked about this in other things, and like especially like with regards to like horror films and things like that. For us, it's a really quick way of finding a connection with somebody. Oh yeah. Because like, for us, the movies and such that we reference, it's kind of a very specific niche, and uh, you know, it, it's going to be a really quick way for us to find ah, uh, you know, these are my people because we're gonna we're gonna be dropping references to like you know. Like Jason X or <laughs> or something like that that you know not everybody's gonna get and uh, you know I've talked about this before with like you know for a lot of people if they're gonna quote Watchmen they're gonna quote like those couple of really well known quotes and I will you whisper know, no yeah I will whisper no or I'm not stuck in here with you you're stuck in here with me those are like the ones you're gonna hear if you drop Watchmen in a room full of strangers but like, for us, it's going to be somebody who's going to, like, start taking quotes from, like, uh, from, like, Doc Manhattan's soliloquy on Mars or something like that. Yeah. You know, the people that we're going to connect and jive with are going to be the ones who go, you know, it's it's 1942, I'm a student here, or whatever. Right. You know, it's it's those, it's like, it's those deep cuts, I guess. And it's the same thing with, like, Fight Club. If we reference Fight Club, everybody and their fucking brother's going to go, oh, First through the Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club. Right. It's like, okay, well, we're not going to connect with those people. The people we're going to connect with, they're like, you know, oh yeah, massive swinging tits the way you think of God's as big. And it's right. like, ah! Yeah. Or it's like, you know, our fathers were our models for God. If our fathers bailed, what does that tell you about God? God, that scene. You oh, have that's... to accept the possibility that God does not like you. He never wanted you. In all probability, he hates you. Those are people that when you drop something like that, like, yeah. You know, you're my people. Yep. You know, yep. you know, and and Watchmen. If you know, if you if someone's going to drop a Watchmen quote, uh, and uh, and they say, um, she actually had a really good one a minute ago. Um, uh, oh, it's like, uh, stop me, Dan. You know, if I thought there was even a possibility of you stopping me, he's like, do you think I would have delivered, you know, my, my, my whole like plan if there was a possibility you could stop me? Right, I did it 30 right. minutes ago. I mean, those are the ones where like, yeah, this guy's there. You know, or if you say, you know, uh, like a uh, big talk, small world, those are, those are the people that are like, yes, because again, it's just that, that instant connection. If, yep. If, you know, if I'm in the middle of a room with somebody and I say, it's okay, he just wanted his machete back, <laughs> and somebody laughs, like, bam, that's my guy. Yeah, that's yeah. my guy. And, and, I mean, like, I know that there's been times at cons where we would just be, like, tabling and we'd do the whole exchange from uh, from the alien frat boys, like, dude, my dad owns a dealership. His dad totally owns a dealership. And we would have people, <laughs> like, stop at the table and be like, oh, Dudes, and it's like I mean that's you know that's our that's our thing. It's like this is our way of just immediately figuring out, you know, are we even gonna have common ground here? 
That's the movie I was trying to talk to J.O. Bowyer about. And I was thinking ah. Halle Berry, but it's the eye. Ah, Jessica Rece- Alba, okay. Receive the cornea transplant and begins to see, like, supernatural shit. <laughs> nice. That so, happened to me when I got LASIK. So. Yeah, so, uh, uh, J.O. Bowyer, uh, when you listen to this podcast, when we, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember, like, four weeks ago we talked about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, again, as I said, when we... I kind of say these things just to kind of like say give a little bit more context for who we are and uh and kind of like you know kind of where we're coming from. Yeah. Cuz yeah. I I think that's important because you you listen to us and you may find us funny, hopefully you do or, or, or you may find do. us ins- insightful in some way, but you don't really know where we're coming from and we're not trying to lay out our whole life story for you. It's like oh, he slept with my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was the one time, and I said I was sorry. <laughs> Doctor said I needed a backyotomy. So, uh, uh, but you know, you you don't really you don't really know where we're coming from. So it's like, hey, this is this is where we're coming from. So if you had some kind of inklings that, yeah, we feel that these guys are are legitimate, yeah, we we, we try to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, like, we don't really have any benefit of putting on a character, right? And, you know, similarly, it's the same thing with our gameplay videos. I am really that much of a bitch. I scream that much in real life. And I really um, am not that... <laughs> the best swimmer. <laughs> yeah, see, I was, I was trying not to go. I'm like, we're talking about how we how we do this. Thing. I'm like, but, but maybe I shouldn't keep dropping quotes while I'm in the middle of explaining why I drop quotes. Um, I think that's fitting, honestly. I, I think like I'm it's... Just, just putting a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat. It's like it's like I'm stacking fucking yurtle turtles. Oh, uh, uh, but um, but but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 just like that. Um, <laughs> but I was gonna say, um, so something else that is as genuine as we are, if not more genuine, are these fantastic products. That's right. So uh, listen to them and see if you think that they are just as open and honest as we are, or maybe, hopefully, even more. Yes, that is Mila Kunis in American Psycho 2. Huh. I didn't know there was an American Psycho 2. Yeah, and most people don't know it's an American Psycho 2. I like Mila Kunis, though. You know, I don't really... I thought she was super cute. Um, Like, when she... Well, obviously, that when she first appeared, when she was... Yeah, I thought she was really cute when she was 15. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're in high school, or...? <laughs> yeah, one thing about high school chicks... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just keep getting older. They stay the same age. No, um, uh, well, you know, at the time, nobody knew that she was, you know, fifteen or whatever. But uh, no, for when I first started to see her and all that, she was, um, she was pretty cute. And lately, she's she's still an attractive woman. I'm not gonna say she's not, but I, I guess the. That instant, like, oh, yeah, it's Mila, Mila Kunis, and man, she's like, yeah, she's so cute and adorable or whatever. <laughs> it's it's not there for me as much as it used to be. Right, right. Um, are we are we back? I think <laughs> we're back. Are we we're back, back on? Yeah, hey, no, guys. <laughs> this, this, this is actually our ad, our ad for Mila Kunis, you know? <laughs> this episode brought to you by Mila Kunis. <laughs> it's like, hey, like me or don't, I still get paid. <laughs> Have you seen Black Swan? Good movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Miwakunas was 50% of the reason I saw Black Swan. I still have not seen Black Swan. It's only worth seeing for that scene with Miwakunas and Natalie Portman. Uh, well, I mean, isn't Darren Aronofsky a pretty good director, writer, director? Uh, probably. Okay. That's literally not at all the reason that I went to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, uh, so like I say love movies. I, I, you know, I don't uh, when I look at, at my movie wall. You know, I don't have I don't have a lot of comedies. I'm I, I like comedies, but I'm not big into comedies. Um, they're just one of those things that has to hit me just right for me to be like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm good with that. Um, but uh, and the th- same thing with horror. I have a very small horror collection because. For me, a horror has to be. It, it, it can't just be fucking Blair Witch. Uh, not Blair Witch, uh, Paranormal Activity, which right. <laughs> I understand people, a lot of people like that, but God, that is just so easy. It's, ugh, I just can't stand it. I mean. It's not a deep horror movie, for sure. I'm but just. It, it, hey, Deathgasm, now that's a good horror movie. It's not a horror movie, it's, uh, yeah. It's a dark comedy. But. If we're going to watch Dead Ga- Deathgasm, we're going to have to watch Deathbed, The Bed That Eats, which uh, which Roberts gave me uh, a, a copy of. He he loved it so much. He was telling me, I mean, he's like, hey, I'm going to get your very own copy of of uh, Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. I'm <laughs> right, sorry, go ahead. Um, Shit, I don't know. What was I talking about? Um, uh, so someone brought a monkey because a monkey knocked over the salad bar. Sorry, dude. <laughs> no. So I, I've I've used that line in tons and tons of uh, holy shit, pray of the jaguar. Okay, so um, I've used that line in, in a lot of our recordings. That comes from a um, from an ep- from a scene in Lethal Weapon when they're trying to get Leo Getz to tell them where he knows this guy from. He's like, oh, okay, 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 okay. It's like, okay, I remember I was at a party. And someone brought a monkey because the monkey knocked over the salad bar, and he goes this whole thing. <laughs> and that line to me is just is just funny. I, it doesn't really have anything <laughs> to do with anything, but it's just funny to me. Um, oh yeah, no, I I was I was just gonna babble on about um, about Deathgasm, but yeah, it's a fun movie. Um, but uh, so uh, oh, we were talking about Paranormal Activity and all that jazz. Oh yeah. Um, Shit, I don't remember what I was going to say about it. We were talking about it being too easy. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, like Sunday morning. <laughs> like, it, there there we go. I remembered. Oh, my God, I remembered something. P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the, thing, the thing with something like Paranormal Activity is that it falls into, like, this weird, awkward realm of it's easy but it's not the kind of thing that's going to be just like instant mindless entertainment because like you've got the really thought-provoking horror movies that that kind of challenge you you know yeah but then you have like like what i like to refer to as just like the trashy schlock stuff which i would equate with like friday the 13th where it's like you know you're you're here for tits and for violence and that's okay yeah and and you're gonna get what you paid for and you're gonna walk out of that experience happy but then something like Paranormal Activity, it's like, oh, here's this, like, all-access, low-hanging fruit of, oh, jump scares, oh, found footage, all this, like, really easy, low-budget stuff. But it's also not, you know, the mindless entertainment. It's not it's not the, the cheap schlock of, like, 
Friday the 13th where it's like, yeah, I got to see tits and I got to see some good kills and that's it. Yeah. So you just kind of wind up feeling dissatisfied with the whole thing. Well, I'll say this. Uh, for me, I there's 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 cheesy horror like what we like we do our our less our less watches on. Yeah. Um, but for me, a real a true horror movie has to be one that sticks with you when the movie's over. Yeah. A horror movie can't just exist on the screen. A horror movie has to stick with you when. Like when you're on your drive home from the theater, yep. when you go to your house that you know it, that night, and you and you're walking in there, and you you've been gone all day, and you haven't turned on any lights, you know, <laughs> and you that, gotta run up those last couple of stairs when you're ex- going upstairs. Exactly. When every little noise you hear, you know, makes you turn around and be like, "What? The, what what's that?" You know, <laughs> come find me in the dark, fuckers. So, it, that that to me is true horror. We, we talked about that earlier with. You lost the true horror aspect of Friday the 13th mm-hmm. after the second one when Jason is not just some deranged serial killer or whatever. He's tied to, and you fix him to this point here, and you say, okay, now he's not scary to me because I'm at home, and I'm not there. Right, right. And, and I've never been there. It's That's one of the things about... Uh, about Nah, a Nightmare on Elm Street, which even when Freddy got goofy as hell, <laughs> it doesn't have to be necessarily Freddy, but eventually you're going to fall asleep. Whether you want to or not, your body is going to say, okay, I've got two choices here. It's either fall asleep or die. Right, right. And the, one of the great things about our bodies, well, you know, a great thing from where I'm looking at it, you, some people may disagree, but one of the great things about our body is our body has a natural desire to stay alive. Right. So because of that, when it says, okay, we got two choices here, fall asleep or die, your body says, hey, fuck you, I'm going to bed. <laughs> you know? and, when, and when that happens, you're going to dream. Mm-hmm. And... Perchance. Yes. To sleep, perchance to dream. Alas, Horatio. Uh, good York, I knew him. A man of infinite jest whose lips I kiss, I know not how off. Pause. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Pause, Hamlet. <laughs> uh, Hamlet gay. So anyway, but but no, it's... Uh, yeah, that's... that. But it wasn't trying to get off on the whole horror thing, but... um. This is kind of like fresh on our minds. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was fresh on our minds. Um, list. <laughs> um, sorry, I just I, I'm, trying, I'm searching for words here. Uh, you know, um, it's anyway. Yeah, so I, the, that whole thing. But another thing I was going to say is. Going back to just kind of who I am and how I go, I when somebody says something, a lot of times if you say the right word or the right phrase, it will trigger an immediate response from me. That is a direct quote, but it's because because someone said, has said it, and when they say it, it, just automatically that's the first thing that pops out of my mouth. So if you say a certain word, a certain phrase. It's going to just elicit a response from me. And it's not like I'm trying to. It just pops out. 
Like if right. someone says so ne- right now because I've watched Die Hard so many times because I love the Die Hard franchise up through four, right? Right. Because Die Hard only has four movies in it. Um, but uh, when someone says, um, uh, uh, "Hold on, uh, crap!" I'm trying to think of the Stockholm Syndrome. Um, and he's like, he's like, you know, that, I'm sorry, Helsinki. I, I always go, you know, as in Helsinki, Sweden. You know, it's like because that's the thing. Like, when, when someone says Helsinki, I just, the first thing is just like, as in Helsinki, Sweden. And it just pops out. If you say certain things, I would just respond with it. And lots of times I have to catch myself because I'm like, oh, shit, I can't say that. Because um, <laughs> sometimes it's not something that's appropriate to say. Um, but yeah, so that, that comes from, like I said, my love of movies, my love of, of comic books, you know, my love of music. You and I often, you know, drop, you know, like earlier, uh, what would I say that we just started singing? Um, damn. Cause I'm trying to remember what song we sang. Uh, oh, we were, it was, uh, the, um, we're science. We started singing. We're yeah, science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I just in it wasn't that I planned. I just uh, I just went weird science <laughs> weird, and, and we just kind of went right into it. And and next thing you know, we're we're saying like you know the the first couple of like you know bars to weird science and harmonizing beautifully. Right. <laughs> so anyway, I just. Like I said, I thought it was kind of not necessarily important, but I really wanted to kind of just say, hey, let's kind of, you know, kind of just talk to people a little bit and be like, hey, yeah. this is... Please understand, I'm a high-functioning autistic male. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's Christian. And, I, I, and I picked up on that. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and I will, like, I will just drop, like, randomly, for no reason, it pops into my head, and I'm just like... Uh, hey, this is uh, who are we? Five five. This is car fifty five. We're in a truck, you know. <laughs> just because it's there, and I just I spit it out. So, um, you know, and and so another part is that you know, um, you know, Akomi and I, you know, we're we're creators. We've branded mm-hmm. ourselves. I guess I guess I kind of branded ourselves creators. But like, hey, what do you think of that? And you know, you were like, yeah, I think that's good. Um, we used to be. Uh, combo creators. You know, I'm a writer uh, of you know novels, comic books, uh, short stories. I think if you say novels, I think you kind of include short stories. Like, I can write something really long, but I can't write something really short. You know, like I'm like Zoolander, I can't turn to the right or whatever. You know? uh, <laughs> Always turn to the left. <laughs> so, um, but and did you think it was too stupid to know what a googly is? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, a movie I did not want to watch. I did not think it was funny, and it really was. He listen to your friend Billy Zane. Um, but uh, you know, uh, and and and, uh, and screenplays. So and uh, Comey, you know, being a uh, a incredible artist and a writer, and uh, and it's actually going to lead into the next thing I want to talk about too, but. But, uh, you know, but we, as we've kind of done more and we've worked together and we started doing the podcast, we did the less watches, we did the less plays. Um, and now, uh, just because he and I live, you know, uh, a, di- a distance away, 
he hasn't really been able to join in. But you know, now I've got the um, the uh, game on. I'm sorry, um, whose turn is it? Yeah. Yep. And and then we have other things that we're that we're working on, things that we want to do. Uh, we're going to branch into short films. You know, he and I, you know, help to um, like co-write and well, you know, we have a, a writing credit uh, thanks to uh, to Leroy Strongfeet, but we have a writing credit in his movie um, uh, Mossy Rock and yep. uh, Return to Mossy Rock or, or was it Mossy Rock? Mossy Rock Two Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, old old, old Mossy Rock, Rock yeah. is, what, is what it's called. <laughs> But you know we we acted in quotes acted in that uh, <laughs> and uh, and this, so and I'll, I'll have you know Leroy started calling me the one take wonder so you you are very good in that <laughs> thank you you are I wasn't chumming for compliments but I'll take them well no <laughs> it's it, I love watching you deliver your line the exact same way every time we did it and I was like I would have thought that during one of these takes he would have gotten better but no no (laughs) 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 why do you build me a buttercup just to take (laughs) it oh you never call when you say you will (laughs) Uh, but uh so but I was like you know what with everything that we do and even in our in our, our interviews, um, mm-hmm. which are more, our, our, I call them interviews, but I'm like, they're really just our, our ten questions. Yeah, um, yeah. but they're we're, fun. We're we're not comic writers or artists. We're we're creators. That's what we like to do. We like to create. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of it's like yeah, I think that's what we need to be. That's what we need to brand ourselves as. We're creators. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so it's like, hey, yeah, we're we're creators. We're this is kind of who we are, and you know, it's, it's cool. Um, so, leading into the next thing, which we've dropped it out there, it's on, um, it's on our, our YouTube uh, versions of the podcast, and it's been on a lot of our videos lately. Which is the uh, the uh, uh, <laughs> the symbol, our symbol. Oh yeah, the Sinhai Kopai. Yeah. So the Sennheim Kopai symbol um, that uh, that we created, and uh, so it goes. So the the Sennheim Kopai comes from the uh, Senpai Kohai, uh, which is you know like student teacher or you know master teacher, master apprentice, um, and we took those and we look at the kanjis for those. The both words the. Uh, the the senpai and the kohai the kanji they they both share the one of the same symbols. There's two symbols that make up the words, and they both share a symbol. Yep. And when I looked at us and what we do, I said, you know, neither one of us is a is a teacher, you know, or right, a master. Right. Um, but we're but neither one of us is is a student either. Uh, because we both bring something different. We have some skills that we're the same on or equal to. Right. And then there are things that you are much more knowledgeable of and better at than I am. And you help to kind of show me and, and kind of teach me these things. And then it's the same way. It's the reverse. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we change that around. And so instead of having the, the, the Senpai Kohai, it's the Senpai Kopai, meaning that we are both student and teacher right right 
because because of our dynamic because we because we both have traits of there's things that I can that I can teach him and tell him and show him and right. he does the same with me. Yeah, um, it's it's a very uh, it's a very symbiotic thing. Very much so. And uh, we are Karova. <laughs> um, but I so the wind. And, and I think that's a, that's a like a lot of good people, or at least a lot of good relationships, mm-hmm. um, is that that's how they work. And uh, and I just want to kind of put that out there. So people have seen it. We haven't really fully addressed what it is. And I thought it's also be a good time to kind of talk about that and say, hey, that's what this is. And, yeah, and that's yeah. kind of who we are. That's what we represent is we are we are neither one nor the other. We're both. Right, right. And and we learn from each other and, and we pass on what we learn and uh, and and it and it works. Yeah, yeah. We, like we feed off of each other creatively. Yeah. So, but yeah. So that that is in in essence, um, kind of me. And you know, kind of talked a little bit about you in the same vein as you. Yeah. As you kind yeah. Of, yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of uh, kind of pitched in. But let's go ahead and let's switch it over and let a Comey kind of talk a little bit more <laughs> about Comey. Yeah, I mean. I, I think you really hit the nail on the head with, you know, with being a creator, you know, it's like that, that kind of thing really, I guess that's what gives me a sense of purpose. It's like, I, you know, at the end of the day, what I want with all this stuff that I'm doing is that I want to make people's day a little bit better. Oh shit, they got a cure on this thing? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm easily distracted. But no, like, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting to, like, change lives or whatever. When I was younger and a little more... Uh, naive? Yeah, a little more naive, had a little bit more delusions of adequacy. I uh, I kind of thought that that would be it, that I would just, like, drop some kind of, like, fucking earth-shattering, life-changing graphic novel. <laughs> I used to think that I, that I could actually be a millionaire by 21. <laughs> it's like, all I have to do is do this, and it's going to be good, and people are going to jump on it, but, like... Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Right, yeah, but, you know, like, it, it eventually kind of evolved as I as I uh, kind of faced the ugly realities of adulthood and started, like, just dealing with, with like, that aspect of life that it was like, you know, if, if somebody can look at me and say, you know, I read your book or I listened to your podcast or whatever, and it made my day a little bit better, that, to me, would be, like, really, really cool. And that would, like, give me such a sense of fulfillment you know as a writer when people say you know well what do you want to do you know what makes you want to be a writer you know right right well I'll tell you and we and I have have had these kind of conversations you and I have gotten really really deep in some conversations um and uh but we talked about it and I've talked about you know as a writer where I I really haven't found the audience that I want, and some people <laughs> but like you well, have found the audience you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't really found the audience that I want, and some people are like, well, you know, who are you writing for? You writing for them? You writing for you? Well, the thing is, I'm writing for both. Right. Yeah. You know, and I have tried it. I've tried numerous times to quit writing, um, and and I can't. I I can't. It's. I can't let it go. Even when I said, you know, I'm not, it's like, I said, I, I'm not, I'm just going to devote my time to something else. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is like a Godfather theory thing. It was like, every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. Yeah. Something will inspire an idea. 
something will will you know be like oh hey I'll see a movie and I'm like that should have ended a different way mm-hmm. or you know I'll see something like who the fuck made this movie right <laughs> what I can't get it but you know my book done but you can make this piece of shit well you mean and, like Ginger Dead Man versus yes. Evil Bone yes exactly so yeah exactly holy shit Gary Busey's in this well Gary Busey needs a job you know <laughs> I mean, I'm saying this guy probably goes through like I don't know two hundred dollars a year. I mean, a month in toothpaste. So, yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, we we have talked about that, and I think we've talked about it. Uh, I think we have talked about it at least on the on the gameplay stuff. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but like, we can't turn this off. I can't no. just decide not to be an artist, and you know that. And you know, you mentioned. Um, People will ask you, you know, like why you want to be a writer or stuff like that, and like I've I've tried to shy away from the from statements like that in recent years. Of you know, I don't tell people I want to be an artist. I tell people I am an artist. It's like I I create. I do put out this content, and no, I'm not doing it professionally yet. I, I consider the both of us like semi-professional in that you know we are selling books. We are making some money off of this. And we're building a name. Right, right. So, I mean, I consider us, like, semi-pro, but no, we're not making a living off of this quite yet. Um, but, like, I, I do try to shy away from telling people, oh, you know, I want to be an artist. It's like, no, I, I am an artist. I, I do create. Well, yeah, in that same fashion, I am a writer, but yeah, I guess yeah. what I was more saying is, like, why do I want to... Why do I want to be an art, a writer? Right, right. Um, and, and I'll tell you, it was like, why? It's like, can't you write for yourself? Like, no, I can't write for myself. If honest, if I'm writing for myself, I don't need to write it. It's, right, it's already, yeah. I already know what the story is. Right. You know, I don't really even need all the little bits to be filled in for me because I know it. Right. Um, yeah. So no, I don't need to actually put it on paper to be able to write for myself. Yeah. What I want it, is to elicit in people the same feeling that I get when I see a good movie, when yeah, I read yeah. a good book. Yeah, and it's in uh, some of it is I'm gonna say a little not necessarily ego driven, but some of it is, is very selfish. Whereas, like you know, I I want kind of that pleasure from right. it, but really it's I want to share that. I want to bring that same kind of enjoyment, entertainment yeah. to someone like it's been brought to me. Yeah, exactly. Which which ties in with what I was saying that like just to be able to make people's day a little bit better. You know, I mean, we might not be able to make them look at their situation and go, you know what, life's going to be okay. But to be able to say, you know what, this was a good book. I enjoyed reading this, or I enjoyed seeing this. That that one little moment of, that took my mind off of some shit for a while. That's that's huge. And I know what that means to have that kind of thing in my life. You know? No, I agree. I mean, like, and I've, and I've tried so hard to explain that. And I always choke up with the artists that I try to explain that to. But guys like Chris Schweitzer, guys like Stan Sakai, because I tried, like I tried to explain that to Stan Sakai when I met him at Heroes Con last year, and it was so hard to try to get all those words out within a, like a reasonable amount of time mm-hmm. that I just wound up like kind of babbling like an idiot. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, I mean, just like that that presence in my life is such an important thing to to be able to see this work, and it's like that that shuts out. That shuts out the crappiness of life for just a little bit, and I—that's—I I think that's so important. I, I it really is. Uh, you know, I know it's just supposed to be like your time to talk. Um, 
but you know it's you know like I said being being a creator I can't I've tried to stop it and and it's there and it, it, I can't turn it off mm-hmm. um, and it's always going to be there so the thing is I'll, now I say I'm going to I guess choose when I'm going to allow that that part of it that part uh, of it to of my life to really kind of take over my time Mm -hmm. Um, and when I'm going to be like okay yes I have to do this but I don't have to get into that need constantly yeah yeah I can go I can say okay you know what I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to give into it right now I'll you know I'll 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 kind of just temper that for another time yeah yeah Um, but yeah it's it's yeah, the stories don't stop, and and they're always <laughs> there, and just gotta, yeah, you know. And we want that thing for you and I. We're constantly coming up with story ideas, and we want to do, and we find ourselves going, we've got to get this done, we've got to get that done, mm-hmm. and so we're okay. We're we're gonna backburner this. We're gonna backburner that. You know, um, we really want to we really want to move on this, but like we we can't not until we get this other thing done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh. Yeah, we, we, we do a lot. You know? Yeah, yeah, we've we've got a lot of irons in the fire. Some would probably say we have too many irons in the fire, but you know, it's it's like it's it's a compulsion. It, it really know? is. We we just it's we really don't have control over it. And uh, I remember I remember like several times wrestling with the idea of just like walking away from it too, because you know, um, shit, who was it who said it? The like. Comics will destroy your life. They'll just they'll consume you. Uh, that might have been Bill Watterson. Bill Watterson or Art Spiegelman. I know that's a big like divorce of who could have said that, but so, somebody you know, so, some artist who I greatly admire said that. Jim Davis. No, fuck him. <laughs> fuck Jim Davis, man. No, it was an artist, not a marketer. No, there was. Oh man, who was it? God damn it. Okay, Doug Knapel quoted it. I'll say that Doug Knapel like cited this artist. But, Bill Kane. Like, no, God, no! Like that—that that was the statement. That was that you know, comics will consume your life, and you know, it's that kind of thing where it's like you know, it, it takes up a lot of time and a lot of energy, and you do have to be very selective. Of you know, am I going to just not have any social life at all? Am I going to put my friends on the back burner? That's never a good idea. No, it's not. Um, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. But like, you know, I, I've I've definitely wrestled with the idea of just walking away from it because it's like when you've got so much shit going on. And we've got so much stuff going on in our personal lives that we really don't want to air out on the podcast. And, you know, there's there's like there's a lot of like personal stuff going on in in the background too. And it's like, yeah, I've I've considered that. And I remember wrestling with that idea earlier this year of thinking, you know, I'm gonna finish Tario and then I'm just I'm done pursuing this this career. Yeah. And and I remember like thinking, you know, it would be such a relief to just say, you know, I finished this one graphic novel that's like my opus basically. And then I can just fucking forget about it. And that lasted for about a day. And I was like, as much as that would be a relief and take some pressure off of my life, that's not the thing I can shut out. Whatever else winds up getting shut out, I just can't. And like, I had to be really, really honest with myself on that. And I think, I think part of it is with everything else that goes on in our lives, that we we tend to look at the thing we do that our craft as the stress 
mm-hmm. when really it's the opposite. That's the thing that we love, that yeah. no matter how difficult it is, how challenging it is, it's never it's never something that, that it drains us. Yeah, yeah. It's the thing that we enjoy, that we can spend countless, we can go for... You know, for days without sleeping or eating or whatever, when we're doing that, time just mm-hmm. passes by, and we we're not even cognizant of it. And when there are challenges, when it is, you know, uh, a little more daunting, we take that as you know, as as not even a, a hurdle. It's just the next thing that we have to that we have to do. It's just the 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 next like phase yeah, of it yeah. it's never like a hurdle it's never an obstacle yeah yeah but it's the other stuff that makes that seem like it's like it's a wall right and right. then and we start and we start to view it differently and we have to remember wait a minute this is the thing i love to do this is the thing that never is a demand mm-hmm. and it, it's only for us it's only as as frustrating as we make it it's the other right. stuff that actually keeps us from that yeah that yeah. is frustrating and it's it's because and like we can blame american culture and we can get all tyler Durdeny about this and we probably should but it's it's because we're so conditioned to not question the other stuff that's demanding us and i remember we kind of like texted each other about this that like we've both been under a lot of pressure with our day jobs recently. Yeah. And like you've been working into like all hours of the night. I shit, I was I was repairing a printer until nine o'clock last night. You know, I mean that's that's just like th- this is what's happening with our day job is like it is just wrecking our shit on our day to day life. And I remember texting you saying, you know, we're letting our jobs kill us. Yeah. <laughs> we're letting our day jobs kill us and like to extrapolate on that, it's like if if I die this weekend, you know what's gonna happen at my day job? They're gonna hire another printer tech and they're gonna replace me and that's gonna be it. <laughs> and, you know, maybe for a couple of months they'll be like, Oh yeah, no, that Akomi, he he sure, you know, he sure had good numbers and then they're gonna forget about it within a couple of months. It's like we're fucking killing ourselves for companies that view us as replaceable. And, and and I don't really have a problem with my job. I I like my job. Oh yeah, no, I like I mine feel, too. That's <laughs> I feel respected at my job at this job, and um, and I do enjoy. It. But right, it is it's something that I do enjoy doing. But you know, if if I had my way, I would be doing something else full time and not that. Right, right. Um, but when I left my old job, I I remember. So my whole goal, and I really hate that I couldn't do it. But my whole plan, which I told people several times over, is, you know, when I when I decide to leave, you know, this place, um, this this company, it's like, you're not gonna, I'm gonna be here one day, and I'm gonna be gone the next. Mm-hmm. Don't expect any kind of fa- farewell thing or me walking around. And and I was kind of put in a position where I had to do that, and I actually hated it, and I hated the fact that I was that I was kind of forced to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But that was my thing was to just be gone, uh, be there one day and be gone the next, and and that's it. But uh, someone said, "Well, we're gonna miss you," and I said, "I said, yeah, you will for a couple days, right? And then you'll forget I was even here, and you'll continue on with your life." And that's exactly what happened. And I wasn't trying to be, you know, all like you know, grim about the situation. Right or a glib, it was just it, it was the truth because God, I'd seen it before with other people. Yes, you will. You'd be like, oh, they're not really there. 
anymore and that's kind of sad but you know your life goes on my life goes on mm-hmm. and you know after a while you really are going to just forget that I was ever there yeah yeah and and that's going to be it um so yeah but it's just we're you know we're conditioned i guess largely because of american culture to just view this as like normal or acceptable right that it's like that's that's what you're doing with your life you know it's like you you work every day around people who make you tired and who you dislike for the most part so that you can pay the bills to make it long enough to go to the next the next week and i feel grateful to have the job that i do i make good money doing something that i don't totally hate and you know there's not a lot of people who can say that you know uh, there's plenty of people my age who are still in food service and you know i i feel very very blessed to have the job that i do but yeah you know at the end of the day it's like i feel like i was put on this earth to share my art with the world and so every day that I'm not doing that is a day working against the purpose to which I was put on this earth. And uh, I mean, it's like, uh, what's the what's the the line um, from Death of a Salesman? You know, it's like, you know, who who cares about Willie Loman or whatever? It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's that's kind of mm, kind of who we are. But you know, um, so I. Like I, said, yeah, I this, enjoy- this was a lot less about like my likes and dislikes, and more about what what drives me as an artist. But yeah, no, but it's it's still who we are. But, yeah, yeah. You know the um, the um, let's say you know, you work a job that that you don't hate. You you enjoy what you do. Yeah. You wish that you could be devoting your time to something else, but you never you never feel like the job that you're doing is a waste of your time. You just wish that you could be doing something else with it. You know, it's nothing right, that you right. dread. And I feel the same way. And, uh, and and on that note, I hope that that people that do the jobs for these companies that we're about to advertise for feel <laughs> the same way about your job. Because if if you don't enjoy your job in some aspect, and I understand that you know not everybody has the opportunity to be able to like you know if you don't enjoy your job, quit. Which I. It's it's easy enough to say that. Well, you know, if you don't like your job, find something you do like. Right. Yeah, okay. If you don't like America, just leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's not as easy as you want to make it out to be. Yes, I know that sounds really you know great, but but so I just hope that for you know for these ads coming up, that the people that are doing those jobs, you know, find some kind of joy and comfort in what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So check them out and Boom. support those people. And we're back. Yeah. I would like to work for those companies, I think. I think. Possibly. Well, it's, yeah, I think with any company, it really is, you just want to, like, what I do, I'm not going to say that I, that, like, like oh, man, I I couldn't see myself doing anything else, but I do take a lot of pride in what I do. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, in my, in my, my, my more paying job <laughs> I'll say the, the job that provides me with health benefits that job I do enjoy what I do and I do take a lot of a lot of uh, pride in the work that I put to it and yeah. and 
And, you know, and I do approach it with a very strong work ethic. And it's like, and and see, I think that's a fair thing to bring up is the work ethic for both of us as far as who we are. Because we have talked about this before is that, you know, we both take pride in in doing good work. Mm. And, you know, outside of like, you know, the, the core centrics of our personality being like, you know, people who quote movies and cuss a lot. Yeah. You know, it, a big thing is that, you know, we take a lot of pride in a job well done. And I will say that I I do know that I'm that my coworkers take advantage of me quite a bit, <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm and this is not a joke. My coworkers do take advantage of me, but I also will say that I let them take advantage of me because they know that I I can't turn down a challenge, right? <laughs> and if there's a you know, ah. <sighs> If you find a problem, you'll all solve it. <laughs> I, I, dude, I really tried. There was no way I could say that sentence that didn't come out as yeah, yeah. No, so you, I just, I'm just, right just gonna lean into it. But <laughs> the thing is, they know that if there's a problem or a challenge, I can't turn it down. Right. And they will bring them to me, which does put me a little behind in my work because they know <laughs> that I that I will spend hours or y'all you know, spend a lot more time on it than I need to until I look and be like, oh shit, it's like four o'clock. You know, I I have got I've got like twenty <laughs> other things I need to do here. And I've spent yeah. way too much time looking into this than I need to. And and I just been oftentimes someone's like, hey, can you take a look at this? I it doesn't this doesn't make sense to me or I'm not sure this is right. And I'll start looking at it I was like, yeah, oh yeah, this is oh no, that's that's that <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and take this. You know, you just you move into something else. I'll take care of this. And next thing you know, I've got like twenty people's like work on my desk because I can't turn it down. Yeah, you're you're that guy like the camera cuts over and like you're putting the mop back in the bucket. It's like and that's how I mop the floor. And it's like wow, I wish I could do it as good as you. <laughs> Think you could show me that in the kitchen too? It's like oh sure. <laughs> now those stubborn stains you gotta. And what most people don't know is it doesn't really need that much elbow grease. What you need to do is they find a very nice soft abrasive, just, just big like. Wide circles, wide circles, like some baking soda. Baking soda will really help cut that, and it washes away and doesn't leave. Yeah, yeah so that—that's me. Um, well, could you show me how you dust? <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, because like we we talked about this uh, on the episode about our least favorite comic artists is that you know ne- neither of us are really content to settle for good enough. No, and like you know, there's there's been times that we've had to do it, and there's times that we even have to do it with like like you know, with our audio stuff and with the podcast or with the videos or whatever, where it's like, you know, it fucking burns my ass to say it, but we'll have to just put this out as it is. And we've had that conversation a number of times, but like we, we were both very driven to like, no, we don't, we don't want to do good enough. We want to do the best work that we can possibly do. And that motivates and drives a lot of our creative endeavors. And I, I think that goes to something we were talking about before, um, you know, off recording when, uh, we we do a lot of our podcast recording. I shouldn't say a lot. We've done several episodes in the car mm-hmm. while we're driving, normally to cons, sometimes to concerts, you know, but normally to comic cons, um, because it, you know we've got we've got that time to you know in the car and it's like hey let's go ahead and be productive with it. Yeah. And yeah. those car recordings are not the greatest. You know, we've tried to clean them up as best we can. You know, get rid of some of the the background noise so it's not as bad, but. The thing is, you know, we're just two guys. Right. That's really all we we're, we're just two guys. We try to be as professional as we can be, but at the same time, we really are just your average just 
people. Yeah, yeah. And we and I we hope that that kind of comes through in some of our stuff that we're not trying to put ourselves out there as experts on anything. Even when we talk about oh this is stuff we like, this is stuff we don't like, or right, blah, blah. right. And there, there are things that we know a great bit about, but we don't know everything. Yeah, and so I don't want to put myself out there as like I'm the Neil deGrasse Tyson of the comic <laughs> books, right? God, I don't um, want to be the Neil deGrasse Tyson of anything. Uh, but I'm, you know, okay. Uh, I I want to be the Stephen Hawking of comic <laughs> books, right? Uh, but 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 we you know we really are just two guys, and you know our recordings are not always going to be the most professional. They're not going to be the best studio quality. We're going to make them as good as we can. Um, but it's because we really are just two regular guys that decide, hey, let's do a podcast because we want to talk about these things and we think there might be people that want to listen to it and yeah. hopefully enjoy it. And, you know, kind of like, kind of like the title says, but not really. <laughs> it's really more of we think we're funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and our moms are too polite not to, to say, <laughs> to say, no, you're not because they're our mom. They're supposed to support us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but that that's just too long of a title. It's like we think we're money, we're yeah, funny, yeah. and our mom's just really <laughs> polite and like to support us. With uh, with my D and D group last game session, uh, Overton was like, you know, we hang out, and it seems like we're really funny, but we're probably the only people who really think so. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's probably pretty accurate to the podcast too, honestly. So. So yeah, so we you know we, we we have those those recordings that are not always you know the the best, but we 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 we're not just going to toss anything out there. But we do understand that that sometimes they're they're going to be a little less than what you get from other people. But again, that's because we're we just we also want to we don't purposely downplay them or downgrade them, but we yeah, do yeah. want people to know that we are really just just kind of two regular guys yeah yeah and um, and you know i think it is important that you know we are career guys you know we're working full-time jobs if we were full-time youtubers then i would like never consider the car episodes to be acceptable no not but at it's all. like well we're you know we're not full-time youtubers we're not even I mean, like we are hobbyist youtubers you know i, I mentioned earlier we're semi-professionals when it comes to our arts and like as far as being you know, like artists and writers yeah we're semi-professional and we do try to like keep that at like total 100% but like with YouTube and with podcasting it's like you know that that is in light of doing 40 hour week jobs and at the same time producing books and trying to get multiple books out a year and it's like yeah no there's there's only so much we're capable of and I and I say that having just preached about how we don't believe in you know good enough we believe in doing the best we possibly can but I think in this situation, that is the best that we possibly can. Right. It's like, you know, do you want two podcasts a week done, or do you want every podcast to sound studio quality? Because, you know, we can do one or the other, but we can't do both. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're not, we're not being, uh, we're not getting rich off this. We're not even making an income off this. Maybe in the future, might get a couple of dollars or whatever. Yeah. But I, just- I'd be satisfied to break even on this. <laughs> We do this because we enjoy it. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. And we hope that other people do, but that goes back to, we just want to do something that we hope people like will we'll bring some kind of, like, fun into their lives or enjoyment. And, yeah, if you, yeah. and if you happen to say, like, hey, we think you're funny, we think it's, you know, we like your podcast, we don't always laugh every time, but, hey, we do enjoy <laughs> it, or, you know, you guys are this or that. I mean, that's great. I mean, that just tells us, 
that you know not that it's stroking our ego but it just tells us that you like what we do and you want more of it and we'll try to do more of it and hopefully get better as we do it yeah, um yeah but yeah uh so i think we've kind of touched on uh, you know a couple things here we we kind of you know, talked about our relationship as you know as collaborators what we do where we come from um and i think we've talked a, a, a lot about kind of how we come from how you you had your upbringing was a little more sheltered yeah yeah and, extremely so and mine was as well but not to that extent so it, it seems like i'm always introducing you to things but one of the things we never really talk about on this show is all the things that you introduced introduce me to because <laughs> i am a like you, you're more into like the the internet stuff that i am so you're yeah. like oh you don't know about this you don't know about that or yeah this guy. I, I think it's fair to say you're a generation x guy and i'm a millennial so I introduce you to a lot to internet culture that Generation X t- doesn't typically see. Right. The dark side of the internet, really. <laughs> so. but, but even with our comic book love, you know, I come from a very Marvel, DC, mm-hmm. and to some extent image guy, as where you were very much a small press. If if you were born in the 80s, you would be a diehard kitchen sink guy. Oh, totally. Yeah. I fucking love kitchen sink. So, kitchen sink and SLG are like some of my favorite companies to this day. I would be going to comic book stores. He would be ordering all of his books through the mail. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's, that's really that's, that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, I would never go to like the big time comic cons. I would go to like those seedy like bookstores with like two coffee tables lined up. I mean... I'm the guy that met Howard Chaikin at a con, and he drew a, for free, he drew a bust. Oh, he did a head sketch of Wolverine for me <laughs> on a two-by-two two piece of, like, uh, of Bristol. Nice. And um, and after keeping it for a couple years, end up throwing it away, not realizing who it was. <laughs> Holy shit. That it, <laughs> that it drawn me a Wolverine. Now, here's the thing. Kobe's going to have to choke a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it. Trust me. I, I'm pissed off at myself for that. But I'm the guy who met Howard Chagan in the con who didn't know who he was. And he said, who's your favorite hero? And I said, Wolverine. The thing is, Wolverine's not my favorite hero. He's never been my favorite hero. I said Wolverine. And Howard Chagan drew me a picture of Wolverine. Man. <laughs> a, a, a headshot of Wolverine. They're like, well, really? You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but you introduced me to, I wouldn't know who Chris Schweitzer was. Yeah. You know, yeah. had it not been for, for you. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be looking more into the, the small press books that, you know, that I have if it wasn't for you. So, again, that goes back to our whole, what we bring to each other. Yeah. As far as, you know, how we, how we, you know, entry, uh, enrich each other um so i i think that's good there was there was another another point that i wanted to bring up uh kind of with what we do and and that and that right now is kind of escaping me um yeah i mean i I think we covered a lot of the really important stuff but like one thing i i thought might be more of an interesting thing i guess since this is just kind of like getting to know us and oh shit i'm black by the way But we are brothers. It's like it's like money train. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but no, I'm just, I'm just thinking like maybe some just basic <laughs> likes and dislikes because people know we like movies. They know we like comics. They know we like music. But we haven't gotten to a lot of specifics with that. So I wonder if we should just like maybe go over just some like not not in like extensive detail, but just like for instance, you know, yeah, we like movies, but in particular, 
We like stuff directed by Tarantino. I do love um, Tarantino. Yeah, I know you're huge on Tarantino. I love Tarantino. I've never seen a Tarantino movie I don't like, but you can just like recite all of his movies by heart. Tarantino is basically your Bible. Um, yeah, Tarantino. I love Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, you know, Ridley Scott, uh, <laughs> Tony Scott, uh, Scorsese. I mentioned before. Yep, yep. Scorsese is fantastic. Um, I'll watch anything with Nicolas Cage in it, no matter how bad it is. And like we had an entire episode dedicated to that, but yes. like for for um, so funny story is after we. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to assume that. That we did it first or whatever. I just thought it was a was a funny coincidence that we dropped our Nicolas Cage podcast episode called Cage Match. Yeah, and uh, I didn't look and see when it came out, but uh, AVGN has a Nicolas Cage video, and I forget what two <laughs> movies that they are kind of like com- comparing, and it's called Cage Match. And I was like, oh, great minds, nice. I would love to do a show with James Rolfe. Yeah, James Rolfe is, is really funny. He's he's one of the best internet celebrities. He's like the, one of the only internet celebrities I know who has managed to totally avoid all internet drama. Yeah, there was a video I was watching where he talked about his whole Ghostbusters kind of scandal oh, thing. yeah. And the guy went and broke it down and said, you know, hey, this is how he handled it. And this is what he said. And he didn't say what people, you know, attributed to him. Yeah. He never made those comments. He just said this. And when people were like, hey, how dare you? He didn't, he just like let it go. He was like, yeah, I'm not going to engage in this because yeah, one, I know yeah. what I said, know what I didn't say, and I'm not going to continue to to fuel this fire. Yeah, no, he handled it very, very gracefully, and it wound up being such a non-issue that it's barely even a drop in the bucket. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, that's, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Akomi. Sir. I just remember what I wanted to talk about. The Sweet. other thing. All right. It was Akomi. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Who is driving? Bear is driving. Oh no! See, that's what you say. Oh no! And the way you said it, at first, it, that's, that's what it makes me think of. That's why I said it. <laughs> oh no, Tom Cruise! <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Oh no! So, <laughs> um, but the uh, so the names. Oh yeah, yeah. We do have to talk about the names. We do have to talk about the names. You know. Akomi in Turk 182 and J.O. Bowyer, Zol 225, uh, Wallcrawler 1. It, it, it's like, why? Why why with the names? Yeah. Um, so I, I'll tell you yeah, a couple different reasons. First off, uh, when, when we first started doing this, it was uh, Akomi and I have been, have been friends for, we've been friends for a couple years. Oh, and yeah. I didn't know that you actually had a Let's Play on YouTube. And I had been thinking about doing a Let's Play. Didn't know anything about it. I mean, I knew I knew what it, you know, to do one, but I didn't really know the whole culture that was already out there. Yeah, yeah. And I'd been researching it pretty crazily up until that point. And uh, and so you mentioned, yeah, you did. And I was like, I've been thinking about doing it. And you just you graciously like, hey, maybe we can do it together. And you were doing your your PC games. Yep. And yep. of course, I had a console, so I was like, yeah, we can probably maybe do that. And under your under your 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 YouTube channel, you had the name Akomi. Yeah. You know, and that's what you went by. So I was like, hey, you know. Yeah, that's that's been like my handle since I was like nineteen. And. 
So just I, I was like, well, yeah, maybe just for anonymity's sake, right? Because you know, sometimes I do say some outlandish shit, right? you know. <laughs> Uh, but no, for anonymity sake, I was like, yeah, I'll adopt a name too. Why not? It'd just be, it's, I mean, it's just like everybody else. Just like, you know, you know, uh, well, I, I dare say that Markiplier's name is probably Mark Applier or Marka <laughs> and then Plier, right? He, I, he, he, he could be like four, his name could be Marka. I don't know. His full name is Mark Fishbach, but yeah. See, there you go. Well, yeah, Mark Applier is much better. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, his mom is Korean, his dad is German. So wow. it's, it's quite a combination. Um, and you know, I, I know that that uh, I like how her throat is already cut where right. before she's moving the knife across it. Pretty cut throat. <laughs> and, and you know, like uh, like Jack That really, his name is Jack If you yeah, look yeah. in the phone book, you will find like you know Jack Septicai yeah, at eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, his, uh, his full name is Jackson Phyllis Septicai. Yeah. So, so there you go. <laughs> um. So, but it was, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll find out. It, but, you know, everyone kind of has a, a handle, a, you know, name. Like, I watch um, videos by uh, Legacy Legacy Killer. Yeah. Um, mainly around Fallout stuff. And right now he's been really just, like, just fucking hammering Bethesda, like, like you know, Van Helsing to Dracula. Just like, it was, I'm driving his stake in fucking deep, dude. Um, but, I mean... His name is not Legacy Killer, you know, but he just has a name. So I was yeah. like, let me come up with a name too. And I picked Turk 182 because I was like, what can I come up with? This is kind of interesting. And I was like, hey, I remember liking that movie. And I'm sure no one else even remembers that movie. <laughs> uh, I think Robert Yurick is in it. He doesn't even remember that movie. We met Robert Yurick at a con. And I was like, dude, it was like, we, I read a channel. I call myself Turk 182 after he's like, what? I was like, you were in a movie. And I pulled up IMDb is like, Wow, I was like, no, I've never met Robert York. But no, it's like, like man, I, I don't remember being in that movie. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I was about to make a really, a really bad joke. Uh, I was like, you know, at first I got to call myself Frankie Muniz because he doesn't even remember he's Frankie Muniz. <laughs> oh man, that's that's so wrong of me. And actually, I actually like Frankie Muniz. I mean. No, I don't have anything against him. I want to get Frankie uh, Muniz on the show. Uh, there was a, I can't think of the name of that that horror movie he was in. Stay Alive, I think it was. No, that's With, the BG song. Oh, okay, yeah. No, that's Staying Alive. Oh, this yeah. Is just Stay Alive. Gotcha. No. Gotcha. So this this is mean. telling you what to do. The other one's telling you how to do it. <laughs> the, the process. This, 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 this is what I'm doing right now. The other one's like, hey, do this. Um, but uh, but stay alive. Uh, the one with the like Lady Bathory or whatever, or the Bathory Witch or whatever. Anyway, it was it was okay. It wasn't great, but I really wanted him to live in the movie. You know, <laughs> spoiler. He does he? No, know. he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> shit, I don't know. I haven't seen it once. But anyway, so I yeah, I don't mean to make plight. Hey, speaking of, of eight six seven five three zero nine. Oh yeah, shit. There it is, right there on the thing. Um. God. Okay. <laughs> Wow, that was uh, that was fortuitous. Uh, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, I I don't mean to kind of you know make light of his situation. That that really is kind of sad. If I if I had severe memory issues like that, that that'd be, that would be heartbreaking. 
Well, it would be heartbreaking, you know, right now. But then in five minutes, I wouldn't even remember it all. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I can't stop. I can't. Once I start being an ass, uh, but no, once I start letting people know that I'm an ass, it just, I can't well, turn it off. It's like, yo, wait, open the door now. <laughs> once those true colors start to shine. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, fuck your feelings. <laughs> fuck your feelings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember putting. Why, why, why would I hurt his feelings on purpose? I wouldn't. Yeah, I remember hurting his feelings. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, but so so I um, I was like, no one's gonna remember Turk One Eighty Two, right? That movie, and there actually is. Um, <laughs> like, apparently, that one fucker on Twitter does. Yeah, that that one guy. <laughs> that one guy. Was <laughs> like. It's like, wait, who's already got who's already got the handle? That one guy. So, um, yeah, so that's why I had to be Turk182 underscore KE um, because someone else was like, hey, I'm going to take this. So your name comes from the movie, which I've never seen the movie, which, oh, shocker, a movie Akomi hasn't seen. Wow, clutch the pearls. Uh, <laughs> so uh, my name was actually a, uh, a like Star Wars name thing that I saw on a forum. And uh, like I don't, I don't even think that it's still out there. But that this, was this bitch is sweeping her house in high heels. <laughs> what is this, Tom and Jerry? Thomas! <laughs> oh, right. Thomas is a mouse. Get the mouse, Thomas. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean that—that's pretty much all that was. Was um, like I, I did this little like Star Wars character name generation and got a Comey, which I thought was a very Star Warsy name. And uh, at the time, I just used it for like. Um, Hey, what'd you wave your hand like that for? You think you're some kind of Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I didn't, like, my nephew was coming over. I was babysitting my nephew for the weekends, and uh, he was really into Star Wars at the time. So I was like, hey, you know, we can we can both, like, use this little Star Wars thing, come up with names, and that way that can be our characters while we, like, roleplay this this game, basically. So I got a Comey, and that just, I wound up, like, sticking with that. Like, bef- before we settled on um, Zombie Punk as our uh, comic publishing imprint, I just used a Comey Studios for a long time. <laughs> and, of course, nowadays I use a Comey Draws as, uh, as my big uh, art thing. So it's, it's always been, like, a really central factor... And, uh, uh, I mean, as you know, there was a lot of, like, personal stuff going on behind that, mm-hmm. and, uh, I actually had to consider, do I want to stick with a Comey as my internet handle, uh, because of that. It's too much to really go into here, but, like, it tied into a lot of, like, my upbringing and stuff. I think it's unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. For, I'm for not, the point of the podcast. Yeah, I'm not gonna go into, like, details with it, but essentially, you is know... She fucking scrubbing rocks with a sponge. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's scrubbing rocks with... <sighs> She is, but yeah, so, I mean... God, what? she's a natural... No, no, <laughs> uh, I was about to... <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I like... So I hard not to be sexist. Uh, I, I, had, I had to at least, like, wrestle with that. I know we had that discussion. Um, I just... Uh, be, because of, like, the association with that. But, um, you know, I, 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 wound up, I wound up keeping the name. And uh, actually did some research... Uh, the like apparently there's like some Japanese connection to the name too. Uh-huh. Like, um I think like Ako means like beautiful and me means music or something like that, if I'm remembering right. I did I did some like Googling on it. 
So, um, like, so, like, there's, there's, there's workarounds to it. <laughs> I did. I looked at the name of Comey, and he goes, he means, you're a prince! I'm a certified prince! <laughs> you hear that, Barf? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so no, it's like, it's, it's really not super different from, like, what, uh, Donald Glover did with Childish Gambino, basically. So I just, I used some internet generator, and here I am, I'm a Comey. Yeah, he, he used the Wu-Tang generator. Yeah, um, I actually... I actually, I used to put you, the Wu-Tang generator, and I, and, and no matter how many times or whatever name I put in, I just kept getting Punk Bitch, and <laughs> punk so bitch. I just, I just quit, I was like... <laughs> I, I actually found the exact generator he did and ran my name through it, um, I got Irate Warrior, which I really like. Irate Warrior is good. And if it didn't involve, like, having to change everything about the channel and the business cards and all that, then I would probably just adopt Irate Warrior. You should, you should actually just change your name to Irate Warrior. Oh, yeah. No, uh, name, name changing is easier than you might think from a legal perspective, but it's also a pain in the ass because it's, like, everything. Like, plus, if, if you did change your name to Irate Warrior, what would happen is I would, I would call you up to see if you were free for the weekend, <laughs> and I would be like, Irate Warrior, <laughs> come out to play! <laughs> 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 oh, so Irate Warrior, yes, go on. But yeah, no, no, that's that's it. <laughs> it's a cool name. Uh, so so yeah, I picked mine, and you know, it's just it's just something fun to do and be Turk One Eighty Two, and I actually I like being Turk One Eighty Two. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. And sometimes people get it like, wait, wasn't was that a movie? I'm like, yes, it was. <laughs> um, and then we were just like, hey, if you're gonna come on the show, you can use your real name if you want to, but. You know, if you want to, if you just want to have a name, and and I think <laughs> you it just fit in with the cool kids. That's right. <laughs> Use a handle. It's like everybody is cool, pees the pants, and has a nickname. <laughs> so it's just one thing we're like, hey, if you can come on a show, pick a name, just pick a nickname, and you know, just the it's a show name. That's really yeah, what it is. Yeah. It's not like you know, like we're trying to. Everyone's got to have a you know. <laughs> Like, we're, we're all trying to be something special. Everybody you know. uses a nickname. It's the coolest. Yeah, it's like like J O Boyer said. Mm. I've had this name. This is I've been J O Boyer for X amount of years. Yeah, you know? yeah. Didn't he say like ninety five? Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> so he's like, that's just who so, I've been. So like you've got that, and you've got me with like I you know I've been using a Comey since I was a teenager, mm. and uh, but then you also have like Leroy, where he's like. I'm not going to use a nickname. And then we hit record and he's like, this is Leroy Harry Strongfeet. And it's right. like, okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Whatever, dude. That was awesome. <laughs> and then, of course, I've got, you know, I've got my, that's my, you know, my my channel name is Turk182. But then I've got my my name, Brodicus Stonebreaker. Right. Which is just, you know, just, I, I, I heard that it was like, Brodicus. Oh my god, I like that name. I don't know why. It just sounds like Brodicus. That is my name. It's like, uh, Brodicus is my name. No one else is the same. Brodicus is my name. Brodicus. So, um, yeah, I, but yeah, it's just something I was like, okay, and now I think it's just, it, it's part of the channel. You come on the channel, you can use your real name if you want to, but pick a name. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Captain Aperture, Captain Analog Aperture, you know, it's like, that's his, uh, I think it, that's his, like, one of his, uh, like, game names or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, hey, that's what I'm going to get, and look, hey, it I, works. I think most, most, not all, but most of the people who come on the show, it's like their internet handle or their, or their gaming name or something like that. But, yep. 
But yeah, I mean, like, uh, I know Leroy and uh, Wallcrawler, he came up with his on the fly, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not anything set in stone, and really, it's not even, like, critically important. It's like, it's like we said at the beginning of this, it's not like this is a personality that we put on. You know, it's not like I'm playing Akomi as a character, that's just who I am. I'm, I just am Akomi. So... So yeah, so that's kind of us. I really didn't expect this to go on that long. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like, oh, we'll just pop in here. It'll be like a quick 30 seconds. We'll take 15 yeah. minutes and just, you know, <laughs> bada bing, bam, boom. Dude, we don't know how to be brief. We don't We don't have brevity here. No. We've been going no, for an no. hour and a half. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. So, God, um, I apologize, people. This was not the intent. Yeah, well, I, I, I think this has been pretty good. The best laid plans of my men, George. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to look out there. I want you to tell me about the rabbits. Tell me... Tell me again how you got the name of Comey, George. <laughs> <laughs> Shoots in back of head. Um, but no, um, no, I, th- I think this has been good. I've, I've actually really enjoyed this. This is just, you know, it's kind of chill. It kind of harkens back to the uh, the older episodes where we would just have, like, non-topic episodes of just kind of shooting the shit. Yeah. And uh, I, think that's, I think that's good to go back to every once in a while, you know, never forget who you are. Um so what? So we talked a bit specifics about like the kind of movies we like and drop some names as far as specifically some of that stuff. Yeah, I kind of dropped more names I think than you uh, well, did. Well, yeah, but, but that know. that's fair because you've seen a lot more movies. Um, and, and I would I would rattle off a lot of the same names that you did as far as that goes. Um, and, and I mean I could go on and on like because I didn't mention David Fincher before. Yeah, right? I didn't mention David Fincher when we've we've mentioned like in numerous other things what some of our favorite films are. Right. Because like. You know, Fight Club, obviously. I mean, that's that's easily my favorite movie, number right. one. Um, we both love Scott Pilgrim. Edgar uh, Wright is a fantastic writer-director. We love uh, Clockwork Orange. Yep. We both think Stanley that's... Stanley Kubrick that's, is amazing, too. I mean, that's where we get the name Karova right. Entertainment from. And uh, also, that's where a lot of our motif is with drawing our characters dressed up as droogs. Which we, we do understand that we're not celebrating droogs, but it's, <laughs> it's just something that, for whatever reason, it draws us in. We're not? Oh, shit. Uh, give me a second. got to change some stuff on Twitter. <laughs> uh, well, my tattoo will be finished tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, uh, hey, Frank, that, that appointment I had set up with, like, droogs are okay and everything they did was all right. Yeah, can we cancel that appointment? Yeah. Um, gotta, <laughs> gotta rethink this. <laughs> um, so, uh, what else? Uh, I'm, I'm personally a huge fan of Old Boy. That's one of my favorite movies, and I know you really enjoyed it. I don't know if you're quite well, as obsessed I, with it as I am. No, I, but that, that goes back to you being such a big Spike Lee fan. <laughs> oh, fuck Spike Lee. <laughs> No, no, the original Korean old boy. For those wondering, don't don't even bother with the uh, with the Spike Lee remake. Although I still want us to do a let's watch of it just to see if it's as bad as everybody says. Oh god! So but, I, uh, I think this goes without saying, but I do want to point out that um, Akomi and I bait each other constantly. <laughs> it's it's just well, one of the things that we do that we just we bring out the best slash worst of each other. <laughs> so the 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 blurst of each other. The, the blurs. Yes, uh, that un, unlike um, like awfulsome, the blurs is not is not a word that I created. That was created by um, uh, maybe it's like The Simpsons, I think, uh, or somebody. But but awfulsome, that's mine. Yeah, awfulsome yeah. is mine. I created that. You we, know, we do need to make a T-shirt design with awfulsome on it. Yes, while the iron's still hot. Yeah. But we have blurst is uh, blurs is what we do. We bring out the <laughs> best slash worst of each other because we do. Often, like, just bait and, you know, and just screw with each other. And it's, it's You fun. could say that we're masters at it, honestly. We are. We, we, we are master blursters. 
<laughs> you, you thought I was gonna yeah <laughs> no, but you know it is funny that you say that like we bait each other and all that because uh, you've mentioned that like you know we'll have some guests on who really don't understand our dynamic and you know like we'll say something one of us will be like man fuck you and the person will just like look really shocked and I know that happened <laughs> I know that happened with wall crawler <laughs> like when we when we did the soundtrack one and you started and I just jumped in with the Kanye I'm gonna let you finish she was like oh come on right <laughs> you don't get it <laughs> yeah yeah so no that's like that that's a huge part of our dynamic is like we just kind of verbally abuse each other, <laughs> but it's our way of showing affection. <laughs> so there's and I, I think I'm more prone to it than you are. We'll just be like, man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I when I make when I make you do that, that's. <laughs> <laughs> like in like in the the our, our least favorite comic book artist when I said Bill Keen and you're like fuck Bill Keen <laughs> it was it was just so genuine like you can feel the ire in your voice fuck Bill Keen I'm like shit dude all he ever did was make wholesome comics draw that fucking dotted line on the ground fuck Bill Keen man. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, um, shit. I mean, we're I mean we're fans of like the uh, the really obvious stuff that you would expect to like. We love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we're a little bit more gracious towards DC films than a lot of people are. Right, but uh, and I, I I will admit that. A lot of that comes from my love of Zack Snyder. Yeah, and I know yeah. a lot of people hate Zack Snyder. He's, like, he's a horrible director, and you know I beg to differ. And we we can debate over this, not argue, but we can debate over this. Uh, but I think it's some one thing to note is that when you're going to look at someone, right? Look at what they've been allowed to, what they've been allowed to do, mm-hmm. not what they've been forced to do. Right, right. So we were talking earlier um, when uh, J.O. Bowyer was on there. We mentioned. Uh, Alien 3 and yeah, David Fincher. Yeah. So you take a look at like Zodiac David Fincher, Fight Club David Fincher, right? Uh, those are completely different than Alien 3 David Fincher. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it's it's what you, what a person is allowed to do and show what they can do versus what you're making them do. Mm-hmm. And I think you get the same thing with, with uh, Zack Snyder, which is you look at 300, you look at the Dawn of the Dead remake, you know, like here, this is what he... It's capable of doing. This is what he can do when you let him. Yeah. You look yeah. at Batman vs Superman. It has some strength, but it also has been kind of like it suffers from you know uh, death of a thousand cuts. You know. Yeah, yeah. The studio really uh, did some harm to that, but I I enjoyed Batman vs Superman. Right. But but my my love my my love my my defense of the DC universe. I think a lot of that is rooted in my love of Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's totally fair. I really enjoy Zack Snyder. Um. So. Uh, what what else? Uh, we've we've talked like the specifics of the comic thing to death. You're definitely a Marvel and DC guy. I'm definitely an indie guy. Um, uh, music, so. music, yeah. So um, yeah, that that we can talk a bit about. Uh, I really gravitate towards the '80s. Like, yeah. Pretty much anything from the '80s. I'll just as quickly listen to a Juice Newton song as I will like an Aerosmith song. Uh, I'm not I'm not a Juice Newton, but you know my favorite uh, one of my favorite '80s bands. Um, Def Leppard, which we got to see oh, in concert, God, which is yeah. fantastic. I love Def Leppard. 
I'm still waiting <laughs> on. Uh, so my 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 three '80s bands that that really define the '80s for me mm-hmm. are Def Leppard, Duran Duran, and Huey Lewis in the News. Oh yeah. That's, um, that's a good selection. So I have two more bands that I need to see. And of course, we just recently got the chance to see Phil Collins. Yep. Uh, which is, which, because even though he hit his stride, he personally hit his stride in the 80s, yeah. but because Genesis really kind of came to the forefront in the 80s, you can technically call them an 80s band even though they started in the in the 70s. But then if you're going to do that, then you also have to extend that same kind of, uh, of latitude to Peter Gabriel. Right, you know? right. Um. I like Peter Gabriel. Yeah, I do too. Uh, so, the 80, 80s music is, is... I love 80s music. I really do. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm more likely to listen to 80s music than like pretty much anything else. And of course, I, lo- I love my rock. Um, mm-hmm. I was able to... I don't know if I really turned you on to it, if I just kind of made it accessible to you where you didn't really have it before, but Stone Temple Pilots and Scott Weiland. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> love me some no, I, I think it's fair to say you turned me on to that... Um, so just because I never knew that was a thing, and that that was life changing music right there. Yeah, Stone Temple Pilots, Scott Weiland solo stuff, Velvet Revolver, mm-hmm. really good, um, very very good. And Scott Weiland and the the Wild Boys, or what is it called? It's it's good. It's not great. Yeah, I'm not uh, as familiar with that one, but uh, uh, there's that there's like the last CD he did, uh, kind of his solo thing after he broke up with STP. Huh. Um, again. Uh, but yeah, uh, love, uh, loves, uh, uh, love Scott Weiland. Foo Fighters. Uh, Foo, oh God, love Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl is just, uh, freaking amazing. He's incredible, yeah. And seems, seems like a really genuine nice guy, too. Yeah. Uh, uh Jack White. Um, so, Jack White, solo artist, The White Stripes, mm-hmm. The Raconteurs, um. Oh, The Raconteurs. Oh, uh, yeah, Raconteurs. Um, and, uh, Dead Weather. I mean, which are all Jack White bands ish. Yeah, love. Uh, we mentioned uh, Foo Fighters, so Dave Grohl, yep, yep. them Crooked Vultures. I'm just gonna say this right now: if Dave ever, Josh Hom ever hears this, I want another them Crooked Vultures album. That is an awesome album. I love that. That's so good. Um, oh God, I would die if uh, if Dave Grohl listened to listen to the podcast. Um. David Bowie, love David Bowie. Oh man, Bowie's so good, so so good. Yeah, uh, I I do like my uh, schlocky comedy stuff though. I mean, I'm a big Weird Al fan. Uh, love Lonely Island. Uh, Ninja Sex Party. NSP, yeah, I love NSP. And uh, what's funny about that is even though they're a comedy band, I I really like their their covers. Uh, their their cover stuff of eighty songs, fantastic. Um, that like that that I would recommend as an introduction point for anybody like curious about the band would be like listen through the album under the covers volumes one and two, so good. Um, you know I uh, you know we we had we had the, the opportunity to go see Bare Naked Ladies, and yeah, and I couldn't do it because they were opening for Hootie and the Blowfish, who <laughs> I absolutely cannot stand. And even though we're like, well, we'll just pay to see them, the opening band, and we'll leave. Yep. I was like, yeah, but I'm still paying to go see Hootie and the Blowfish, whether I actually <laughs> see them or not. They'll I'm still, still see that money. Yeah. Right. I'm still paying <laughs> to see them. Uh, I was like, I, I, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. and, and, I'm, and in my opinion, I'm sorry, there's no way under God's green, brown, <laughs> yellow, whatever, even colors of the spectrum, I can't see with my naked eye that that B&L should be opening up a fucking Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Um, Beck, 
We're both oh, big yeah. fans of Beck. Mm-hmm. Beck is amazing. Um, and of course, I dig the Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips are really good. Black Keys, they're yep, really yep, good. Like the Black Keys. Uh, gorillas. Oh yeah, Gorillas are amazing. Ben Folds. I'm. I love <laughs> Ben Folds. I like Ben Folds. I do. Um. Uh. I so I. I, I get a lot of shit from this from from some people, but I love Chicago. Oh, Chicago's awesome. Are you kidding me? I love Chicago. Who gives you shit for that? I'll kill him. Well, you know, there's, there's, there's a certain person that comes to the cons all the time, and, oh. they, and they bring their and they they all they bring their son. They always want to give me shit about Chicago, but then again, their favorite band is Kiss. You know? Oh well, so, I mean, I listen to some Kiss, but no, Chicago's the shit. Yeah, I'm just sorry. I mean, yeah, Kiss does a thing, or whatever, but yeah, yeah no, Chicago. Inspiration that was like the song for the best relationship I was ever in. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I love Chicago. They're great. Um, uh, yeah, um, and uh, you know, if we're talking like kind of old school, I love the Rolling Stones too. Mm-hmm. Stones are great, and Led Zeppelin. Um, uh, I I like um, the Doobie Brothers, and I, I all I know from the Doobie Brothers is China Grove, but I really like the song. Oh, Jesus is just all right with me. I don't think I know. I think I've heard that one. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Doobie Brothers is great. And I asked somebody the other day, I was like, which do you prefer, the Doobie Brothers? Pre Michael McDonald or post Michael McDonald? Ah. And they were like, oh, probably, probably post Michael McDonald. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, you know, you, completely different sound, but I do like Michael McDonald. I know. So, but I like Michael so, McDonald. So, so here, here's an area where we diverge: is that you don't like the band Rush? <laughs> oh, I kind of like Rush. I don't God. like, I don't like the lead singer's voice. But I like their instrumentation. I like their lyrics. I enjoy listening to Rush, and it's Space kind of time story. He could tie on you with the spacey fades. Can tie on you. I, I mean, like Y Y Z, and that's it. <laughs> he he sounds an awful lot like a hard Debbie Harry, but uh, yeah, no, I I really like it. I like. He actually magic. sounds like a soft. Debbie Harry <laughs> and she sounds like a hard rush <laughs> pretty much <laughs> she's like if Getty Lee were a man that's what Blondie sounds like fucking say something say something say something Getty Lee yeah you're not you're not you know why because you're gonna fucking apologize for being mean to me because you're Canadian <laughs> you'd be like hey I don't appreciate that you asshole I'm sorry I didn't mean to call you an asshole that's your supply of syrup in Molson's <laughs> here's two tickets to a hockey game eh yeah no I mean like shit like Madrigal that's a really nice song um I like that I like Limelight I think Limelight's a really good song um so yeah, so that's probably like really the only area musically where we diverge. Well, I don't know because I'm also a fan of ACDC, and you're not huge on them, are you? Uh, I'm oh, that, okay. I'm okay on ACDC. That, that's a broad blanket area where we diverge. Is that I'm kind of a metal guy, and you're not. I, I am not really a metal guy. So um, I I really like heavy metal, and it's it's pretty rare that I'll go something as hard as like Cannibal Corpse. But I mean, I'll even listen to them. But I mean, I just I I, like I, I only listen to Cannibal Corpse when I have to go to a funeral. Uh, and, and I just I just, <laughs> I just need something that's gonna make me feel better about myself and my life and put it all in perspective. So I'll listen to some Cannibal Corpse. Here we go. It's Cradle of Filth. <laughs> Got me through some dark times. <laughs> But yeah, no, like I, I love I love metal. Um 
And it's it's definitely mood music for me. Like I've got to be in the right mindset to really like benefit from listening to it. But no, I, I really dig it. And I love jazz. Jazz, oh yeah. I prefer more old school jazz. Not that the newer jazz artists can't do it for me, but when I think of jazz, I immediately go old school. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I love Stan Getz. Um, Stan I love Getz is good. Um, I love Astrid Gilberto's voice. Oh yeah, um, I like I like Gilberto a lot. Oh god, I mean, if people always say that. The Frank Sinatra "Fly Me to the Moon" is like no, no, no. <laughs> she, she kills "Fly Me to the Moon." That yeah. her voice on that just, oh uh, yeah. Uh, so if we're going that old school, then like blues, the blues are great. See, I can't really get into the blues, man. I mean, you know, I think that the the closest I get to the blues is probably going to be some of the more soulful, like yeah. Black Keys. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, like, my introduction to the blues was from the Blues Brothers, which, right. I mean, you know, you can say that's schlocky, but at the same time, that's fair, because that was also John Belushi's introduction to the blues, so, you so know, the fuck songs, you. <laughs> the songs in the Blues Brothers, I do like, but a lot of the blues, I can't really get into. My mom's the, a blues uh, fan, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Well, like, the majority of what the Blues Brothers do is soul and not blues. Okay, so, so I guess what I'm saying, I like soul. Yeah, you're a soul man. So, <laughs> but uh well i mean i'm, I'm again I mean, i'm black yeah <laughs> reminder so a spoiler alert yeah but uh, but no i mean they, they do some blues and like uh shit i'm trying to think like guilty john belushi does a really nice cover of guilty that's good but like that that did introduce me into some like some of the classic blue stuff and there's there's some really nice stuff out there like Otha Turner I really like him <laughs> I'm sorry uh, I, I hate to interrupt you right now but I just checked my since we were talking I'm just checking my, my email because I haven't checked my email all day yeah. and I have an email from my uh, from my health insurance provider and the subject line says what does buying lotion and getting a flu shot and I, I'm going to read the rest of it here have in common and the first thing that popped to mind is, what is buying lotion and getting a flu shot in my hand? And I'm like, it gets the hose again. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Put the fucking lotion in the basket! <laughs> Don't you fucking hurt my dog! <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't mean to, to take us way off topic That there. is A-OK. <laughs> but you were saying, uh, you said that B.B. Uh, King? Yeah, yeah, no, I like I like B.B. King. Uh, Johnny Walker? I love... Oh, no, not Johnny Walk. No, I'm thinking Johnny Lang. I love Johnny Lang. Yeah. Johnny Lang is incredible. Um, I, I I discovered Johnny Lang from an album that I found in Goodwill. Mm. I was like... I had a kick for uh, for a, about a year where I would just go into Goodwill and buy any CD that looked interesting. And you buy a lot of shit that way, but you discover some cool stuff too. Like I discovered a, a band called Two Tongues that did a self-titled album that's just like really good rock from... I want to say like early '90s, but that was how I discovered Johnny Lang, and he—it uh, was an album called uh, "Walk the World" or "Walk This World," and it's just incredible, just good, solid blues all throughout. Nice. And he does not look like he would have the kind of voice he does, because like he looks way younger than he is. So it's just—it was like a very pleasant surprise all the way through. Oh, here we go. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, Stax actually introduced me to, uh, he, one of the good things that Stax did outside of introducing me to <laughs> Fallout, the game that actually took, you know, years off my <laughs> life because I'm still playing that game. Um, but one of the things that he introduced me, uh, did was introduce me to, uh, the band Phoenix. 
Okay. Uh, and I love Phoenix. Uh, We've talked about them. I still haven't got to listen to this Really? Stuff. Oh, Phoenix yeah. is fantastic. But um, Phoenix and uh, Broken Bells. And then from Phoenix, I discovered a band called Two Door Cinema Club, which I really like. Mm. Uh, and uh, it was actually another guy we used to hang out with. Um, he's the one that actually introduced me to Black Keys because he was going to see Black Keys and Flaming Lips were opening for them. I'm like, hey, I, I want to see Flaming Lips again. I'm going to you know pay to see them. Yeah. So, um, ooh, ooh, another another big one for me, and it's another Canadian band, and I keep promising I'll send you their stuff, and I never do, but uh, Sloan. Sloan? Uh, yeah, I really like the band Sloan. And uh, for those who don't know, they're just like, they're an indie group. Uh, they have, like, there's four members in the band. Each member is a songwriter. So they have a huge variety of stuff that they do, because each person has a very different approach to the songs they write. But, uh... They've got some just, like, really good uh, indie stuff, like Underwhelmed, and, uh, oh man, what what else? Uh, Coax Me, that's a really good song. But they also have stuff that's just, like, a tribute to certain time periods, so they have one called, like, Unkind, and it's just, it's an 80s song. Like, um, I was listening to it on Shuffle, and, like, I was halfway through the song before I was like... Oh shit! This is Sloan. This isn't some '80s song that I hadn't heard before. Oh nice! It's Sloan. I mean, it's like it's that good. And they have one that like is like a '60s tribute called "Everything You've Done Wrong." It's like all brass instrumentation and stuff. Like I, I love Sloan. I'm a huge fan of them. That's cool. I've never heard of them. So yeah, I def- well, I think I've heard of them. I just haven't heard them. Yeah, yeah. No, we've we've talked about them, and I'm always like, I'll send you some stuff through your YouTube links, and then I never do because I'm a bad friend. But uh, but yeah no I can't recommend Sloan highly enough if you if you like indie music at all just like definitely give them a go I uh, love Radiohead oh yeah Radiohead's good yeah um I mean I mean dude, when it comes to music we could just go on and on and on oh yeah yeah we both have very very broad tastes I think and I mean I love White Zombie with a little bit of Rob Zombie because a lot of Rob Zombie solo stuff is not as strong as his White Zombie stuff yeah yeah but I, yeah I do like that um Alice uh, Cooper. I'm not really a big Alice Cooper fan, really? but uh, anyway, um, I like Feed My Frankenstein. <laughs> um, he's actually coming to our area in November. I saw that. I don't know if I'm gonna get tickets or not, but I'm really thinking about it. Um, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw he's gonna be coming, so I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of like say I could just go on and on with uh, with that. When uh, when J.O. Boyer was here, I mentioned uh, uh, Aerosmith, which I do yep, like Aerosmith. Yep. Um, there's, just, there's quite a few bands I like, and when it comes to uh, like rap, you know, you mentioned uh, Childish Gambino. Yep, yep. Uh, and Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Run the Jewels is great. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, we could talk about that quite a bit. Um, and of course, we can always talk about the fabulous, the most groovy, Bell Bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you know, with the uh, you know, music and stuff is all kinds of. Oh shit! I didn't even mention Baby Driver on my list of movies. <laughs> well, I well because of the soundtrack, I think that we we pretty much covered. Yeah, that. yeah, we did. I fawned over that quite extensively. But yeah, so, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of who we are and where we come from, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, what we're all about. 
Uh, I think uh, we in our podcast that you know, I'm not sure when, if it'll air before this one or not. I don't think it will probably air after this one. But when we did our podcast with the uh, the Choose Your Adventure reading, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I'm a I'm a big Choose Your Adventure fan, and I have a huge collection of Choose Your Adventure books. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, oh, that's I that's another that. thing about us, and we're we're about two hours in, so we can't really talk about this extensively. But we are both big readers. Yeah, we both uh, love reading be it graphic novels or prose or whatever um uh you you uh you've got a few authors who you uh, have talked about pretty extensively in the past i'm a big fan of uh, murakami i really dig murakami's work um like that would probably be my go-to favorite author uh shit i'm trying to think if there's anybody else who like really jumps out um He's, he's definitely, like, the first thing that comes to mind as far as just, like, an author I'm going to, like, gravitate towards every time. Right. Um, you see, I've, I've got quite a few, um, like I said, I've talked about the wild card novels quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to to writers, like, I, I like Elmore Leonard, um, uh, Stephen Barnes, uh, who wrote... Um, uh, Street Lethal and Go Around Child and a couple movies like books like that that I read um, like years ago. Uh, there's 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 a lot of um, yeah. There's a sorry. I, the, the movie distracted me here because <laughs> the guy stabbed the girl with a knife and he pulled the knife out and the knife had no blood on it. He gives the other girl a knife and he pulls out a brand new knife, but only the knife only has blood on one side of the blade. I'm like, <laughs> how did you cut somebody and only get blood on one side of the blade? Uh, anyway, if you haven't been paying attention, it's not a very good movie. It is not. It's, and it, it, it gave me a bunch of lies in its description. You know? <laughs> yeah, this has been. Is, is that the same movie that you read the description for earlier? Yes. Holy shit. It's a long movie. Um. Anyway, yeah, so, I mean, we we could kill another hour just talking about, like, books and authors that we like. I don't think that people would probably be that interested in, like, we're barely holding on to this one. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's just, it's it's a fair enough thing to say, you know, on top of all the other stuff we mentioned. We are avid readers, and uh, we, we do an awful lot of reading. So if we're not big enough nerds for you already, there's that. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's pretty good. I think that's some like good information on just getting to know us. Yeah. So uh, ho- hopefully you guys didn't find it like too boring or uh, too much like we're tooting our own horns or anything like that. But, but yeah, that's that's just kind of enough to sort of get a get a feel for who we are. So, I think so. Yeah. So uh, one last question, Turk, so people can get to know you. Um, what what is your address? Um, it is 1700 Pennsylvania Avenue, or is that 1500? I don't know. When people ask me questions, like, when someone's like, so what's your phone number? I'm like, shit, I don't know. I never call myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why would I know that? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we did, we did run a bit longer on this than we'd intended to, but uh, I think it was good. Okay, okay, ask me a question again. Uh, what, what's your address, Turk? Uh, four score and seven years ago. <laughs> ah, that's, that's all I know. I, okay. I can't say the rest of that stuff because, you know, that requires me paying attention in school. And, you know, <laughs> if, if, if I paid attention in school, I'd be owning Anchor and not, like, just posting, you know, <laughs> bullshit podcasts on it. <laughs> 
and I say that with with the you know the the, the most affection possible for for what we do because yeah I love what we do. Oh yeah, totally. All right, well. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, be sure to check out some of our other stuff. Yes, th- thanks for watching your phone as they had nothing on it Thank and you just listened to shit. I'm sorry. I'm still such a YouTube mindset. I've always been bad about that. So thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. So. And thanks for calling you out in front of everybody. Because <laughs> remember, as we've been told, you, you can't edit audio. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what I heard. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. right there folks that was our moms think we're funny let's uh let's give them a hand